0: We have a new year's message from January of 2023, straight from the heart of Pastor Jim Harris, and of course, from scripture. He acknowledges the cultural decline in the world and outlines six woes that will result from that decline. These woes are described in Isaiah chapter five. Pastor also tells us of the scriptures we need to know as believers to avoid the pitfalls of this sad world. Please listen to Pastor Jim as he delivers today's slice of this week's message entitled, When the World is Upside Down. God gave Israel their land with the intention that families would retain what was given to them within their tribe. And by Isaiah's time, Wealthy speculators were using legal processes to deprive the poor of what rightfully belonged to them. Now, wicked, wealthy people taking advantage of poor people, that's been around forever in, in every society. And we don't have an exact parallel to what Isaiah was addressing, but by analogy, it's safe to say, he's, he's saying, don't ignore the past. Don't ignore the history of what God has given to you. We do belong to something that's 2,000 years old, the church of Jesus Christ. And the state of many churches today shows evidence of motivation for um, power and worldly influence and, and, and being cool in this generation rather than maintaining our connection to our roots and being committed to compassion and evangelism in the midst of our world. It's as if many churches not only don't respect history and tradition, they eschew it all together. We don't want to sing those hymns, they're old. Yeah, and those people are the ones that carried the the baton of the cross through their generation to get to you. You owe them. Let's make sure we understand what we're part of and we don't disrespect God's design. Number two, well, you'll have no problem making a connection to this one in our society. Verse 11 of Isaiah 5, Intoxication. Woe to those who rise early in the morning that they may pursue strong drink, who stay up late in the evening that wine may inflame them. Is there any doubt that pursuit of pleasure and intoxication is rampant in, uh, in, in our world. Um, talk about something that wasn't around a, a, a year or two ago. I was meeting a pastor friend for lunch in Ontario, Oregon. I wanted to make sure I went to the, to the right restaurant. So I pulled up my map and sure enough, I found the restaurant. And in that, that little picture of a map that you can get on your phone, six marijuana distribution centers Are we all in both feet societally on silliness or what? Nothing good ever comes to anyone for pursuing the effects of wine or, as it's called here, strong drink, other kinds of liquor, or other drugs even beyond alcohol. I mean, medicine is one thing. That's that's a gift from God that He's allowed us to live with medical things these days, but Um, don't voluntarily put things into your body that are going to aid you down the path of dishonoring God. Woe number three, ridiculing the prophet. Woe to those, uh, verses 18 and 19, woe to those who drag iniquity with the cords of falsehood and sin as if with cart ropes who say, let him make speed, let him hasten his work that we may see it, and let the purpose of the Holy One of Israel draw near and come to pass that we may know it. What he's saying is um, people were mocking Isaiah exactly the same way that Peter describes the mockers in Second Peter chapter 3, where's the promise of his coming? You've been saying Jesus is coming, but everything just keeps going on, and Peter points out Well, you know, kind of escapes their notice, that flood thing, you know, the total destruction of the entire world. Well, they were mocking Isaiah and they were saying, he's been threatening all these bad things, but where are they? You know, let this come to pass so that he can be shown to be right. But they didn't want him to be right. The idea of their dragging iniquity with the cords of falsehood, it's like they're binding up their lies and carrying them along with them. They're carrying along their sins with cart ropes. Uh, they, they just wanted to continue in, in their wicked ways. They were mistaking God's patience as if it meant they weren't guilty. And Isaiah wasn't right. Woe number four, this one you'll also connect immediately to, redefining right and wrong, Isaiah 5.20. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who substitute darkness for light and light for darkness, who substitute bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. That is our world in a nutshell, our president and our Congress. Are leading the charge to say unfettered abortion is a good thing for our country and those who oppose it are evil same sex marriage is a good thing and anybody that doesn't wholeheartedly support it, you're the problem evil is good good is evil, right is wrong wrong is right, up is down down is up that's our world we are at what I said sometime back in 22. We are at the end of Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1 verse 32 says, Although they know the ordinance of God, that those who practice such things are worthy of death, they not only do the same, but also give hearty approval to those who practice them. And that's exactly what's being demanded these days. You have to give hearty approval no resistance to calling evil good and good evil. Woe number five is also quite straightforward. Arrogance and pride. Verse 21. Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and clever in their own sight. Oh man is so full of himself. Isn't he? The more mankind gains in technology and medicine and engineering and computer science and understanding natural processes, the more that we forget that all of those things are gifts from God, created by God. Uh, No good scientist can possibly deny God. Or you can be a good scientist in the technology of it. But if you don't understand that you're studying the handiwork of God you missed the whole thing. Like one of Marsha's and my favorite songs says, God is not impressed with the loftiness of men. Oh, but we sure are. Proverbs 16, 18, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before stumbling. Then there's woe number six, judgment corrupted by intoxication. Intoxication scored twice in the list of woes. Verses 22 and 23, Woe to those who are heroes in drinking wine and valiant men in mixing strong drink who justify the wicked for a bribe and take away the rights of the ones who are in the right. Now in Isaiah's time, that was a condemnation of unjust judgments and sentences handed down by drunken judges who could be bribed. I don't think you need to see very many, I don't think it takes much prodding, I should say, for you to see connections to our world's standards, heroes in drinking wine, watching some of the uh, football games lately, uh, I just think if you removed advertising alcohol from television these days, a lot of entities would go bankrupt. Um, That's our world, And, and we're careening faster and faster down the path toward destruction. God will judge. So run away from and speak truth about what He hates. Understand that we are part of something bigger and older and far more significant than just our sphere of influence, than just our local church. What a privilege we have to be a part of what God is doing. Well, we need to know the woes. Now, let's not just stop. Mired in the ugliness, what can we do to learn how to prove ourselves? And for this, I want to take you to Philippians chapter 2, verses 14 through 16. It's all one verse Philippians 2, 14 to 16. Do all things without grumbling or disputing, so that you will prove yourselves to be blameless and innocent, children of God above reproach, in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you appear as lights in the world, holding fast the word of life, so that in the day of Christ I will have reason to glory, because I did not run in vain, nor toil in vain. Now this is addressed to Christians in a very Roman little village, little little city, dominated by a uh, military outpost. And they were living in a corrupted and ever more eroding world system just like ours. He calls it a crooked and perverse generation. Crooked comes from a, a, a Greek word you almost accidentally know. It's the word scolios. Our medical word scoliosis means curvature. You know, you look at an x-ray of somebody's spine from front to back or back to front. It's supposed to be straight. Now there's a curve the other way. But in the way it's supposed to be straight, you don't want to see waves. That's scoliosis, curvature. The world is not straight. It's bent. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program.